Don't think you have anything to be thankful for? Check your pulse. Yes. <laughs> I'm thankful when I get up in the morning. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. <laughs> this is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And we're here to bring you a jam-packed show of your community spirit. <laughs> yes, live, local, and in your face. In your face? <laughs> Man. On a good day, when we're energized and awake. Yeah, you got attitude. <laughs> um, I want to thank everybody who's helped sponsor our radio show. Yes. And even more, sponsored the radio station. I know this is hard times, but, well, we try to bring a little spot of goodness. And so if you feel like we do that, please let us know that by, well, pledging to support our show. Yes. When it's hard times, you do have to come together to support What's important to you in the communities? So. Yeah. And our show, I mean our. This is your community spirit. Yes. As in part of the community. So please call 618-457-3691. And now we'll get into some happenings because, of course, 
This is a happening town. The Brown Bag Bioneers Lunch Series continues this Friday. In case you didn't know, today is Friday, and it continues today at noon. Brown Bag Bioneers takes place noon to 1 p.m. Fridays at the Interface Center in Carbondale, 913 South Illinois Avenue, and each week we'll highlight a video presentation from recent Bioneers conferences. Let's see. This week, Majora Carter, Green the Ghetto. Majora Carter is a MacArthur Fellow and founder of Sustainable South Bronx, an organization committed to addressing environmental justice concerns in the South Bronx. Her home community was once considered the poster child of urban blight. All are welcome. The Brown Bike Bioneers are leading up to the 5th Annual Heartland Bioneers Conference, October 17th through the 19th. Bioneers is a non-profit national group which combines social and scientific innovations with the principles of kinship, cooperation, and diversity in order to restore natural systems and strengthen human communities. That's almost as good as our promo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring, back, bring it all together. Um... More can be learned at their website, which is Bioneers.org, or you can tune in locally to our radio station, WDBX 91.1, where the Bioneers radio show is on, on Mondays and Thursdays from 9.30 to 10 a.m. for the Bioneers award-winning radio show. You can find out more about the Brian Brown Blech. I already messed up. You already had it. You got it the first time. The Brown Bag Bioneers. Um, that should be an enunciation, right? And or Heartland Bioneers, please visit southernsustainability.org or call 525-7900 or show up at the Interface Center for the Brown Bag Bioneers lunch today <laughs> at noon. Today at noon. Till 1. <laughs> yes, exciting stuff going on in the community. And in other happenings, we have other uh, events that are happening today. And that would be at the Big Muddy IMC. They've got their uh, big issues on the big screen at the Big Muddy IMC. And pretty much for the entire month of October, they've got election-themed films going on. I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. I just did, They just, you know, drew randomly out of a hat said, oh, we'll go with election themes this uh, month. <laughs> yeah, I heard a bunch of people went up to St. Louis for the vice presidential debates. Oh, yeah. And I actually, I refused to even listen. (laughs) Yeah. Because I didn't want my mind filled up with emptiness. Yeah, I watched it and my mind was warped uh, by it, so I can understand. (laughs) Yeah, see? I don't know what it is, but I am tired of people talking a lot of words and saying nothing. Yeah. They were getting up there and saying blah, 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 and you knew they were both full (laughs) blown. Well, I mean, they might not be full of it, but they're not saying anything. They, they, They say a lot of words... And it means nothing because there's no actions behind it. Yeah, it's posturing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am. Before I get all frustrated, let's talk about some good things happening in the community. Yes, happenings, and this this film is one of them. It's called Hacking Democracy. This documentary. <coughs> oh wait. Democracy has a hacking cough. <laughs> this documentary exposes the dangers of voting machines used during America's midterm and presidential elections. Electronic voting machines count. Approximately 90% of America's votes in the co- county, state, and federal elections. This Isn't that all of them? Yeah, that's that's county, state, federal. Like, that's most of them. Well, I guess there's like, you know, uh, township and there's a few others. Oh, okay. 
I'm sure it, it probably counts some of those, too. The, yeah, okay. Uh, so this documentary follows the investigation of a team of citizen activists and hackers as they take on the electric voting industry, targeting the Diebold Corporation. Ooh, I know all about them. They're pretty wacky guys. So that's tonight at 7 p.m. at the Big Muddy IMC, 214 North Washington in Carbondale. And a competing thing is um, Rice and Spice International Slow Food Dinner. Um, Come cook and eat Fridays at 6 p.m. at the Interface Center. This week is Chinese cuisine. (laughs) All are welcome. So come and cook, come and eat, come and wash dishes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you can participate in the whole cycle, the circle of life. Yeah, the circle of eating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, in other happenings, the uh, Habitat for Humanity, they're having a work day this Saturday, and they have uh, a lot of items still to be completed. Uh, we've been mentioning this going on for a while, and, you know, they've been making progress because of volunteers coming and helping to make it happen. And where's that at again? Um, it's just it's just like a block or two that way on it's uh, it's on Oak Street, on Oak Street on East Oak Street, and just look for the big four you know complete shi- sheet of plywood sign that says Habitat for Humanity House. Yeah, and they're just wrapping it up. I mean, they're getting right towards the end, and so this is pretty much your almost your last chance to. I think this might be your last chance. Yeah, this might be. Um, they're just you know painting and doing yard work and. You know, doing all the final finishing touches, which can take a long time, but um, needs a lot of help. Yeah, you know? so you can be the one to, like, put the cherry on top, and then you step back and say, oh, it's ready, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> it's dessert. <laughs> now, um, I don't know if you know this, but it's October. Yes, October, October. And October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. It's like... We don't really want to talk about the violence outside the country. We're just talking about domestic violence. No, just... Um, and there is a whole series of happenings all across the month, and we will talk about them as each one comes up. Join and take back the month. The Clothesline Project will be in the Fainter Breezeway at the SIUC University... Um, October 6th from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. And that's what's happening this week. But there is stuff happening pretty much every week, and we will announce them and talk about them, well, every week. And so become aware that um, violence does happen at home, and it is not something that should happen. Yeah, it's a serious issue, and it's, um, it's often in the public eye it's seen as sort of a hidden issue, you know, because if it occurs in the household or out of sight of the public. People who aren't experiencing it tend to forget about it, but they have this month to raise awareness about it so that everyone knows that this is a serious issue that needs to be acted on. And the big happening for me, I've been working on it for a whole month, is this Saturday, the Southern Illinois Heartland Solar Tour. And um, it is from 10 a.m. till 4 p.m., there are open houses all across, well, the heartland. If you want to, for addresses and maps, go to theenergysolutions.com or you can call 800-229-0453. Oh, yeah, so another happening I wanted to mention that uh, I almost forgot to get to. 
the uh, Rally for Reproductive Justice. Um, that's coming up on this coming Sunday from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at the Town Square Pavilion. That's on the, uh, the intersection of 13 and 51 here in Carbondale. And uh, that's, yeah, I'm actually going to be there, so hopefully I'll see you there. We'll be right back with the news. If you would like to get something on your happenings list, please email info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Oh, yes, and you can email me <laughs> at truesong at truesong.org. <laughs> back with the news. Yes. Today's news, bail Mary. Senate adds renewable energy tax credits to the financial bailout bill. The <laughs> Senate Wednesday night passed the financial bailout plan by a vote of 74 to 25. The bill includes a tax package that contains extensions for renewable energy tax credits which could cause problems for the bill in the house. The house which rejected an earlier version of the bailout plan on Monday is going to vote on the new version, including the tax package today, 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 which is Friday. Yes, it's Friday. And so here's a little background. Um, this is from an article in the Wall Street Journal, September 27th. Put away the champagne and park those plans to buy new solar modules for the roof. The House passed its version of the energy and tax package, which is different from the Senate version and which isn't to the White House's liking, which means, for all intents and purposes, that the long-awaited renewal of tax credits for renewable energy is on hold again. Well, unless the House and Senate can somehow reconcile their different versions and avoid a White House veto. The other alternative is Congress comes back for a tenth time. Yes, they voted on this issue, renewable energy tax credits, nine times and they cannot agree that renewable energy is a big deal i'm telling you i think we should just lock them in a room together until they figure out how to make it happen well we need to lock them out of office <laughs> unless congress comes together for a tenth time in the lame duck session after the election to try to tackle energy tax policy again both the house and senate have included some juicy incentives for all sorts of energy from a one-year extension for wind power credits to fat incentives for homeowners to install pricey solar power system. But the House's insistence on actually paying for the tax credit with tax hikes elsewhere appears to have derailed what is the best shot at renewing tax credits. The legislative stalemate will just prolong the agony for America's clean energy sector. Both the wind and solar power industries rely on the tax credits to bridge the gap with traditional power sources, which are themselves heavily subsidized. Renewable energy companies have been clamoring all year for renewable of the tax credits to avoid a near total shutdown in green energy installations next year. Now this doesn't affect my business very much because I don't rely on the tax credits. But on large scale commercial solar and wind projects, the only reason they're being installed is because of the tax credits. Yeah. 
makes it possible for them. You know, it makes it possible that the you know the business gets a hundred and thirty percent of their money back within five years. Yeah, because they can write off the system costs and then they can write off thirty percent of the system cost on their taxes also. So, um, both presidential campaigns are heavy on clean energy rhetoric, and green collar jobs has become a mantra this electric year. This election year, however. Neither Obama nor McCain voted on this bill at all. And Biden didn't either. As they must not think it's important. Obviously not. I mean, this is... Of course, this was the ninth time they voted on it, but still. Yeah. Anyway, I have reached a point now where I will not vote for the same politician twice. Well, maybe twice, but not three times. They just get too cocky, and yeah. they just think they don't listen. Or at least if they're elected, you won't vote for them twice. <laughs> right. You know, if they didn't get elected the first time, then maybe you can vote oh, for them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, once they get elected, I'm yeah. not going to vote for them more than twice. Because they, they just get cocky, and they quit listening to who voted for them. Yeah. They think, oh, I'm doing a good job if people are voting for me. So, yeah. nope. Just <laughs> keep them on their toes so they listen. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've got time to jump back for one uh, set of happenings. Um, In addition to being Domestic Violence Month, uh, the month of October is also GLBT History Month. And they've got a lot of exciting events going on at SIUC. In fact, so many events that, you know, we can never even have time to mention the whole month's worth. Um, But here are a few highlights that are coming up uh, in the next few days. um, On Wednesdays, they have the Saluki Rainbow Network, that's the uh, student-run uh, group on campus. Uh, they're at Wednesdays at 6 p.m. So next Wednesday will be their next meeting. Then there's also the expression wall coming up uh, for most of the month, from October 1st until uh, October 24th. It's where students can share and gain from anonymous, raw, honest, and uncensored statements about what the GLBT environment is like at SIUC. So it's probably going to be pretty interesting, pretty intense. Uh, and it's at Trueblood Hall, Lentz Hall, and University Dining Hall. So uh, they're also having safe zone training and ally training at the Student Center on... Thir- oh, that one already happened. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, yeah, so the month started uh, on the 1st, didn't it? <laughs> so, but today, though, they're having lavender lattes that's at the Student Center's second floor at 12 p.m. You can join them for coffee and find out what uh, research is being done here in Southern Illinois. Um, let's see. Oh, they've got a Friday film, too. Dangerous Living, coming out in the developing world. It's in the Student Center and the Missouri Room at 6 p.m. Where can you find out more information about all this? Um, you can find more information about this at the uh, Student Development website. <laughs> or you can either call them at 618 618- Four five three five seven one four, or you can visit them online at www.stdev.siu.edu. Will do. Yeah. This is going to be a happening month. It is now cool, as in we are cool, but it's cold also. We hit a low of 44, which is only 12 degrees above freezing last week. Um, now, the good news. 
Renewable energy tops 10% of U.S. energy production. Washington, D.C., United States, RenewableEnergyWorld.com. According to the latest monthly energy review issued by the U.S. Energy Information Administration, <coughs> renewable energy accounted for more than 10% of the domestically produced energy used in the United States in the first half of 2008. For the period January 1st to June 30th, 2008, the United States consumed 50.673 quadrillion BTU quads of energy. Of that amount, 34,162 was from domestic sources, and 16,511 quads was imported. So, what does that come down to? About, about one about one-fourth, about one-fourth of our energy was imported. Mm -hmm. Domestically produced renewable energy, biomass, biofuels, geothermal, hydropower, solar and wind, totaled 3.606 quads, an amount equal to 10.56% of U.S. energy consumption that is domestically produced. This share is only slightly less than the nuclear power's 11.5%. 98% contribution. Yes, renewable energy is almost producing as much as nuclear energy in the United States. Yes. <laughs> the full report can be downloaded at dub3.eia.doe.gov slash mer slash. And that is the Energy Information Administration. They have so much information about energy, they have a whole administration for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. So that uh, means if we uh, doubled the amount of renewables, then we could get rid of nuclear, couldn't we? We Well, we could get rid of some, but the the energy demand is going higher. Yeah. I mean, we have used more, you know, every year we use more energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, well, we need to produce more energy, and, well, most most power companies are finding out the only way they can produce it is to have you install the renewable <laughs> energy because yeah. they can't afford to install new power plants. Um, the cost of a power plant has gone up since 2006, 76%. <laughs> so most likely, very few new power plants will be built because they just are so costly to build. Yeah. But if you put in renewable energy, it doesn't cost the power company anything. Yeah. And you're producing power, you know, you're helping them. Yeah, so. you're saving everyone a headache. You're helping the environment, you're helping, you know, your social situation. What was it? I just recently read something. If I offered you a car that w- would run for 25 years, produce no pollution, and then cost anything to run, it actually made you power, would you buy it? <laughs> yeah, I'd buy that. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. and. What is a solar system? A solar system is something exactly equivalent cost of a car that makes you power instead of cost you power. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, we have enough time for a couple more. Yeah. There's, uh, I saw this one. This one jumped out at me. Troop thrills. Farmland birds don't seem to mind wind turbines, says study. The sights and sounds of wind turbines don't seem to bother farmland birds according to research published in the Journal of Applied Ecology. <coughs> Excuse me. Scientists studied the effects of two wind farms in eastern England 
on 3,000 birds of 23 different species. They found that only pheasants seemed to be disgruntled enough to move farther away from the turbines. Incidentally, if we had a band, we'd call ourselves the disgruntled pheasants. <laughs> uh, they're sort of finicky birds. Quote, this is the first evidence suggesting the present and future location of large number of wind turbines on European farmland is unlikely to have de detrimental effects on farmland birds, said co-author Mark Whittingham. Quote, this should be welcome news for nature conservationists, wind energy companies, and policymakers. However, the study did not focus on whether birds were killed by flying into the turbines, which is also a concern of conservationists. Straight to the source, Reuters, The New Scientist, BBC News, and Press Association. Now I'm going to read a facetious one. <coughs> Give them a loan. Bush signs off a $25 billion loan to Big Auto. Yes, President Bush on Tuesday signed a $630 billion spending bill that includes a $25 billion loan to the struggling U.S. auto industry. Luckily, the money may be in time the money may be in time to save the struggling auto industry because here's the good news at least on my part maybe Americans don't need so many cars anymore according to government stats issued last Tuesday US driving dropped in July for the ninth month in a row <laughs> it's going down so driving. you know could do some wishful thinking, right? <laughs> yeah. People it's are like just going to gradually convert to uh, bicycles and to uh, public transportation. Have you, have you been reading all the the letters to the editor about the the bicycle issues? Because oh, yeah. a lot more people are riding bicycles. Yeah. And it's starting to become, you know, more of an issue. Yeah. It's because, well, part of it is a lot of the people have aren't comfortable riding a bicycle on the road and don't understand that bicycles have the same rights as cars yeah. and are supposed to follow the same rules. I saw a bicyclist fly down the road and he was going at least 30 miles an hour as a road bike, come to a stop sign, and he didn't even slow down. He just he didn't go through it. He took a right. Yeah. You and, know? Yeah. And then you have the people in the newspaper who are arguing that... Uh, they should change the laws and bar the bicycles from the street because they feel bicycles have no place on the street. Well, they haven't been to some of the big cities where there's it's like yeah. half bicycles and half cars. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it gets pulled off. It, it happens. It comes together. Yeah. See, I think that, you know, there's this, this talk of, oh, the danger of bicycles in the street. Well, I think it's the danger <laughs> of cars in the street that uh, don't recognize the bicycles. You know, because you know, I've ridden amongst cars in the, in the street and... If the the cars behave themselves, you know, <laughs> it goes fine. And, you know, I'm slower than they are, so they may get a little disgruntled and say, oh, we have to pass this person. Right. But, uh, you know, I can maneuver around them fine. Right. It's a question of whether or not they yield right away to me. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening to another jam-packed of Your Community Spirit. Um, the National Solar Tour is tomorrow. But right now we're asking to keep this radio station alive and well. This is your community radio station and your community spirit. Um, do you want to talk to me? <laughs> well, I'm getting off the air, so give me a call, 618-457-36... I just forgot the number. 457-3691. <laughs> I, I, I wish I would have queued it up for the solar tour. There's this great song 
the sun will come out tomorrow. But it's already out. <laughs> yes, the sun's out tomorrow. It'll be out tomorrow, too, you know, for the solar tour. Have a good day. Stay energized, then wake up!